The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So I have to ask, how many of you have seen the episode of The Chosen with this miraculous catch of fish that we just read about. Okay, good. A number of you. So if you haven't, if you haven't yet seen The Chosen, that's your homework assignment from Father Jason today, okay? So teachers, take note. Parents. This is one of my favorite gospel passages. Because when I first felt called to the priesthood, I was 20 years old, I was a sophomore in college, and I had never thought about being a priest when I was in grade school or middle school or high school. But it hit me all of a sudden, my sophomore year of college, and one of the first things I thought was exactly what Peter said today when he was seized with this astonishment, with this great surprise, this overwhelming sense of God's presence. Depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. I'm not worthy to be a priest. Why would you call me to be a priest? But I really didn't understand that God just wanted to be my friend and that he actually wanted to make me very happy. And I think that's the biggest lie, my dear brothers and sisters, the biggest lie 
that the enemy can sow in our minds and our hearts that God doesn't want to make you happy. God wants to make us all happy. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to uh, always be happy and that we're never going to be sad. Don't get me wrong. Because we all have to endure certain unhappy moments in our lives. That's for sure. But ultimately, ultimately, God wants to make us happy. And he tricked Adam and Eve into not believing that. And that was the original sin. That they didn't trust that God, their father, our father, would actually make them happy. That he would somehow keep something from them. And not pour out his love, his gifts, his goodness on them freely, lovingly, willingly. So what did they do? They grasped. They took for themselves. Instead of being receptive to receiving what God wanted to give them, they went after it for themselves. And as a result of that, they suffered this separation from God, from one another, from themselves, even from nature. And we still suffer the effects of that today. Because we know this life isn't perfect, is it? We're never going to be perfectly happy this side of heaven. Okay? When I'm talking to engaged couples, that's men and women who are about to get married, they're usually very infatuated with each other. That means they've fallen in love, right? And they can't see anything wrong with the other person. And there's a temptation to think, oh, on the part of the the woman, right? Oh, he's going to make me perfectly happy. And the guy's going to think, oh, she's going to make me perfectly happy. And I always tell them, not going to happen. Sorry to burst your bubble. Not going to happen. Because he's not perfect and she's not perfect. So you can't make somebody perfectly happy if you're not perfect. There's only one person who is perfect, and that's God. So God can make us perfectly happy. And yes, we can all make each other happy. We should. We should try to do that. But inevitably, we're going to be disappointed. And we will disappoint each other. And those who are married over here experience that very quickly. Reality sets in. That's why God allows for infatuation, right? So that you just kind of go through with it. And then you ask yourself later, what did I do? And that's where the real work begins, boys and girls. Anyway. That's an aside for those people over there to think about today. It's fun to stand up here because I can shoot at different people at different times. So how does God make us happy? Real quick, let's wrap this up, but let's just think for a second. How does God make me happy? What makes me happy? I'm going to offer a few things to reflect on and then to take to your own prayer and into your classrooms. 
It makes me happy when I'm seen. When I'm seen. How many of you, when you go home, when you're playing, when you're doing something at home, Mom, look at me. Dad, look at me. Mrs. Nalepa, look at me. We all like to be seen, don't we? Maybe you're not saying that so much anymore, but younger brothers and sisters, you know. Look at me. Watch me. We all love to be seen. We all love to be seen. Well, God sees us all the time. God sees us with love, with delight, all the time. All the time. Now, are we always aware of that? Probably not. But let's pray with the help of the Holy Spirit today that we can be more and more aware of how God sees us and that he does see us all the time. Number two, God hears us. We all like to be heard. Don't we all like to be heard? I got to tell you something. Listen to this. Guess what happened to me? Don't we like people to listen to our stories? Can I get an amen? Amen? All right. You're kind of awake. We like to be heard. God always hears you. You don't even have to open your mouth. How's that? You can just think a thought and God is connecting with you. Even in your thoughts. That's pretty cool. And finally, I will just say that it makes us happy to know that we're good enough just the way we are. And God wants us to know that we are loved, that he loves us just the way we are, just for who we are. So it's not for what we do, and it's not for what we have, and it's not for what people think about us, but it's just for who we are. And that can make us very happy. That can help us to rest. God loves us just for who we are. Maybe there's some Billy Joel fans out there. That song came to me this morning as I was praying. I love you just the way you are. Okay. Now I'm, I'm dating myself, right? Maybe that can be our offertory song. Just kidding. So boys and girls, let's just renew our faith today in God's desire to make us happy. And these are just a few things that make us happy. There's more, of course. There are more things, but these are just a few that you can try to remember today. That God sees you, he hears you, and he thinks you are good enough. He loves you just for who you are. And if you can just receive that, that can make you happy. No matter what else is going on around you, you can just pray with that and be filled with joy. Amen.